I'm Greg Store in our Washington 99.1 studios, along with June Grasso and Michael Best in New York. You're listening to Bloomberg Law. President Trump's immigration announcement Friday is bringing the technology industry together in anger like never before. Google, Microsoft, Twitter, and Facebook are just a few of the companies that have slammed the executive order. And Donald Trump may be just getting warmed up. Bloomberg has obtained a copy of a draft executive order that would overhaul the work visa program that companies depend on to hire tens of thousands of employees every year. With us to discuss how Donald Trump's moves on immigration are playing in Silicon Valley is Bloomberg News tech reporter Eric Newcomer. He's joining us from our uh, 960 studio in San Francisco. Eric, thanks for joining us. Uh, Thanks for having me. Tell us why tech companies are so upset about uh, the immigration order that the president issued on Friday. these These are fundamentally global companies, both in the sense that they sell to people all around the world and their employees come from all over the world. So I think this, you know, is just sort of contrary to their very sort of self-conception of who they are and what America is. So that's sort of part one. And then part two, in a sort of purely sort of rational business calculus, you know, these companies depend on uh, foreign workers and uh, sophisticated software engineers from all over the world. You know, uh, I think all over Twitter we're seeing, you know, that Steve Jobs' biological father was from Syria. You know, many of these companies were built uh, by people from overseas. So I think sort of this this move just is really sort of out of line with how sort of tech sees the world. Eric, tell us about this executive order that's being prepared that will overhaul the H-1B visa programs. Right. I mean, you know, like all these executive orders, there are questions about you know, where it falls compared to what Congress is able to do and the, the the power of the executive order itself. But it would certainly sort of indicate a strong uh, desire from the administration to crack down on the H-1B visa program, which lets high-skill workers come to the United States and, you know, predominantly work for U.S. tech companies as, you know, software engineers and executives. So this is, you know, a, a key program. If I, if I remember com- correctly, I think uh, Uber's own acting chief financial officer, at least for a time, had an H-1B visa. You know, this is a sort of key device all through the ranks for tech companies to get foreign workers. And, you know, the Trump administration would try and uh, sort of crack down on that device. Eric, uh, as I understand the H-1B program, uh, companies are already supposed to uh, look to hire American workers first before they bring in somebody from abroad. Is that right? And if so, what would this? What's the point of this executive order? Yeah, I, that 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 is my understanding. I think there are sort of fair questions, uh, sort of about how hard you have to work to find the American worker. We, of course, you know, see the same question come up when it comes to sort of diverse hiring practices for tech companies within America as well, you know, are they doing enough to find software engineers from sort of underprivileged minorities within the United States? So this, this question sort of comes up on all sides, whether they're doing enough to find sort of local uh, talent. I'm not sure the exact standard they use to set uh, whether they've looked at enough. I imagine it's, you know, something that would have to sort of get fought out in the courts. So, uh, so yeah, I, I, I don't think it's sort of clear how, how you sort of sort of up the standard, but that's certainly the desire here. Well, Eric, some have said that they think that 
these tech firms actually just sometimes at least use the HB1 visa program to, to get less expensive workers than they would otherwise have to get in the United States. How much legitimacy is there to that complaint? Yeah, that's definitely a criticism you hear a lot. I mean, it fits in with the question of whether they're looking hard enough to find sort of the workers that are out there. I mean, the way, I mean, Facebook loves to talk about, for example, you know, the 10Xer, this software engineer that is so valuable that he does the work of, you know, 10 other employees. So I think there's this feeling that for really, really top talent, they're valuable in a way that some other software engineer that you might uh, find isn't isn't as valuable. So I think, you know, they're, they're sort of, it's hard to second guess some of these hiring decisions they make. And then in a similar vein, you know, when you commit to the H-1B visa, you're sort of tying yourself up with that company, which gives the company much more le- leverage over you and potentially the ability to pay you under market because you can't really leave. So I think there's there's definitely some validity to the question over whether they're able to pay these H-1B visa workers less because of the leverage they have. Eric, we only have about 30 seconds, but could you just give us a little bit of a flavor of what companies are all out there already having to do and what they're planning on doing to adjust to this uh, new reality? <laughs> I think right now reeling is really the word I would use in Silicon Valley, even to the initial sort of refugee ban it, you know, took, I think, protesters really getting out to the airports until you saw sort of the tumble of responses from these tech companies. You know, many of them had hired up staffs preparing for a Democratic administration. So I think to some degree it's catching them flat-footed and they're trying to figure out how to react. And I I assume, you know, part of it is just going to be to put heat on the administration ahead of this and try and block any move to to restrict the H-1B visa program. Okay, I want to thank thank our guest, Eric uh, Newcomer, <laughs> from our 960 San Francisco Bloomberg studio. Uh, 